Welcome into Inside the Den, your look inside Lee's McRae Athletics. Inside the Den is produced for the sole purpose of keeping Bobcat fans in the know and can be found on our website, lmcbobcats.com, or on SoundCloud. Just search Lee's McRae Athletics. Now, here's your host, Tim Hall. Welcome back, Bobcat fans, to Inside the Den. Today's show, we have Coach Keith Jennings. Coach Jennings is going into his fourth season this coming fall as the women's head basketball coach. Keith, welcome to Inside the Den. Always a pleasure to be in the den. Um, Hope everybody is staying safe and can't wait to see everybody's lovely faces. (laughs) Same here. All right, Keith, we've got a lot of things to talk about, but I want (laughs) to lay the framework a little bit about you know who you are as a person and as a coach and former player uh, you know as I said going into your fourth season this coming fall but you were also an assistant with the men's team for three years prior to that you've been coaching since 2004 you've been in the coaching game for quite a long time you know having coached at, at all different levels I'm curious what has the coaching journey been like for you throughout those what 15, 16 years? Well, you know, it's, it's been a, it's been it's gaining, I would say, you know, because when I, when I was a player, all my coaches said I was a coach on the floor. So I had a feeling that coaching could be something I would get into after my uh, professional career was over. And, um, you know, I just think you learn at every place that you go, you know, and like I said, I was on the NAIA level, then I coached high school, uh, then you make it to the Division II level, you know, now you're coaching women. I just think it just makes you appreciate the journey and wherever it ends, whether it be here at Lee's McRae or wherever it takes me, you know, you just appreciate the things that you've been able to gather to help these young people, you know, and, you know, I think that's one of the main things that I, I've been always trying to do, uh, even as a player, when I would go talk at these high schools or at these functions. And now that you're coaching and you can make a difference in these young people's lives, because, you know, the world that we're living in is it's not as easy as you would think. So I'm just trying to help prepare them for what they're about to face, because as you see now, the times we're living in is it's not a game out here, but you can still be positive and enjoy it and try to make the most of it. And that's what I've gathered out of my coaching journey up to this point. Hmm. And it's always ongoing, isn't it? Oh, yes. You know, that coaching, man, I have so much respect. I think that's one of the words, you know, when I speak to people and I know they're a coach and that's all I have to call them. I don't have to call them their last name because if you're a coach, man, it's something that you got to do daily. It's like you just got to be prepared for everything, you know. Uh, unfortunately, one of my young ladies had a grandmother that just passed away. So trying to help her and, you know, make sure, you know, she can stay positive as she deals with types of things like this is, you know, it's always challenging for us. But, you know, I think all coaches are in it to to make a difference and much respect to the ones that are. Well, you know, you played basketball, of course, just down the road uh, at ETSU in Johnson City, Tennessee. Now, you had a lot of success there, and, and I know you won't share all this, so I'm going to for you. Now, while you were at ETSU, you won your teams won three conference championships. You were a conference player of the year. You are actually a second-team All-American in 1991. And then the real payback is in 2013, you were inducted into, into the ETSU Hall of Fame. 
boy, how did that feel when you got that call that you were going to be inducted into their Hall of Fame? I mean, it's it's a special feeling, you know. Um, when you when you pay attention to the game of basketball, and you see the accolades that people receive after such a you know wonderful career, you start to wonder if it's going to happen. And you know, I'm 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 a numbers person, so I knew that the work that I put in in college, where it stacked up at East Tennessee State and where it stacked up nationally. So I had a feeling that at some point it would be a good chance that. I would be inducted into the ETSU Hall of Fame. And when that phone call came, it was definitely, uh, you know, like I said, I didn't play the game to be inducted into Hall of Fames. But when that happens, you know, that just makes you understand that people has a, have appreciated what you have done as a basketball player. And, you know, it was just a great feeling. And to see some of my teammates that I won those championships go in there also, you know, it's just a great feeling, man. I, I, I can't, you know be more thankful than that than to be in the ETSU Hall of Fame. So you mentioned earlier about, you know, being a, a coach on the floor uh, and others, you know, sort of really just planting those seeds with you uh, throughout your career. How did your time at ETSU and the experience that you had there, the success you had there, help prepare you for uh, this coaching career that you've had? Well, you know, I, I believe when – when you're an athlete and you decide to, where you want to play your college basketball at and, you know, you, you form a relationship with the head coach and the other coaches. And even though some of those coaches, you know, weren't there my whole four years that I was there, you know, you start to, to develop a relationship with them that, you know, you appreciate. You know, I, if you let my teammates tell it, I was the, the coach's pet. <laughs> they would always say, you don't have to do that, but everybody else does. But, you know, having a coach that didn't want you to get hurt <laughs> made you appreciate him even that much more during some of those drills that we had to do. Mm-hmm. But for the most part, you know, I, I think when you're coaching these young men like I am or the young women that I coach now, you just want them to feel good about playing for you. You know, if, if they feel good about playing for you and working hard, then you're going to find success. And I think one of the things that our teams at East Tennessee State I, I don't. I didn't hear any grumblings about what the coaches were doing. We all just worked hard, and when you win that first championship, you realize, okay, these coaches are putting us in that right direction. And you know, and that's all I want to do as far as we building our program at Lee's McCray. I want our girls to understand that winning championships is something we can do. Uh, I've done it. You know, I played for guys that led us to do it, and you know, as a coach, that's one of my dreams. I, I want to be able to win a championship and put on a ring as a coach, that that would be very nice. Mm-hmm. Boy, that's when it all comes together, uh, yes. you know, as, as a coach or player, because, you know, you sort of alluded to, man, it takes what it takes to get there, you know? Yeah. And uh, to get there, it's important to have people who've been there. And, yes. and yes. you know, and so you, you have tremendous success at ETSU, and we're fortunate then to kick it up a notch and get to the next level. Uh, you played five years in the NBA from 92 to 97 for the Golden State Warriors and the Denver Nuggets. Uh, and you also played in Europe for a few more years after that. Now, you told me earlier, you know, that, that uh, you know, it all started, though, with you getting cut, right? So what yes. was that story like first? And then how did you adjust to getting cut from your dream, what you did about it, 
and then you came back and you made it. Well, I mean, even before getting cut, like you said earlier, I mean, it started with a dream, you know, and that dream hit me probably when I was like 12, 13 years old. And I was telling everybody that would listen, you know, I'm going to make it into the NBA. And, you know, when you hear some somebody that's five foot saying that, a lot of people kind of laughed at me and kind of joked at me. And it kind of just fueled the fire, fire in me to really get better in the game. And so, you know, that dream kicked it off. And, you know, when I got the opportunity to go try out with the Indiana Pacers, because like you mentioned, I was a second team All-American, but I didn't get drafted. And so I was signed as a free agent with the Indiana Pacers. And, you know, you finally get opportunity to get to the, to the, to the best level. And when you get there, you realize, okay, no one told me that the best level, how good everybody is. You know, mm -hmm. these are just free agents. These weren't, these weren't even the guys that were on the roster of the Indiana Pacers. These were just rookies and people's trying to get a job. And so when I, when I got cut by the Pacers, you know, I quickly realized that, you know, when you're really trying to go after your dream, then I, I think a lot of people want it, but then you got people that really want it. And I think I was in that people that really wanted it, knowing that even if I didn't make it, I was happy with the effort because I gave it my all. I worked really hard and I did my best to uh, to make my dream come true. Mm -hmm. And when I got cut by Indiana, I realized that, okay, now it's that a mental game because I know these guys can't shoot the ball better than me. I know they're not quicker than me. I know they don't play defense better than me. But for some reason, I'm not playing at that level. So when I got cut and, you know, I prayed to God, if I get another opportunity, I know now i got to have my mental game at another level. And if I do do that and if I don't make it, I can accept it. But mm -hmm. if I don't, then that's that's probably the reason. And then when the Warriors gave me that call, it was uh, total confidence. And I ended up making the team. And and we know as coaches and as former athletes, man, if you don't have a, a high confident era aura about yourself then when things don't go well and you lose that confidence it is not easy to get back at that level because everybody is probably the best at where they came from yep so you know and, and that's one of the things i tell my ladies you know i, I can't give you confidence i'm gonna have confidence in you and i'm gonna praise you and try to hope that you do well but the moment that you lose confidence in yourself that's that's the fight that you mm. got to have with yourself. And I, I can't really – I can just encourage you to win that fight of having confidence. I, I can't make you have confidence, that's for sure. Yeah. You and I have talked before uh, about our experiences as professional athletes, mine and baseball, about how the, the mental side is so important. And when you do get to that level, how, how highly motivated, how highly self-motivated everyone is. And that you have to rise to that level or else, you know, uh, or yep. else. And, and I think it's important, all athletes at every level, uh, it's similar uh, at every level. And you've got to kick it up a notch on the mental side yeah. to, to yeah. not just rely on your game to get you there. Uh, yeah. And I think that's key. So looking back, what was it that you think that you did or learned that helped you the most to stay in the league for as long as you did? Well, after that, once you make it, it's about being consistent because a guy in my position, I had everyone that's coming out of college now wanting, you know, my position. 
So you don't have time to have a bad two months, you know, or a bad month or sometimes a bad week. So you got to do the things that can help keep your game consistent. And then it becomes about performance. You know, I always looked at the game of basketball at an early age as being on stage, being mm-hmm. being able to show the people that's in this gym or the people that's in this coliseum or the people that's at this park, being able to show them that I'm a performer. I'm going to do my best to help my team mm-hmm. win. And then if you don't perform, then that's the opportunity for somebody else to come in to perform. And then, you know, that's how you usually start just understanding, okay, I played this game at a high enough level. Now it's time to move on because it's getting harder the older you get. So I would encourage young people to, you think you're working hard, but trust me, if you (laughs) want to win, if you really want to win, then you should be able to separate yourself from your teammates. And if you do that, you're going to probably play more. And if everybody does that, then you're probably going to win championships. You know what? You just touched on something uh, that I read a passage the other day. Uh, um, I'm going to throw in a little stoicism on you. You're going to appreciate this. And it hit home with me. And essentially, it's uh, it's from a stoic called Epictetus. And he says, uh, all advantages have their price. And, you know, and so like you're never going to earn the same rewards as others without employing the same methods and investment of time as they do. So, you know, to your point, if you want that thing badly enough, boy, there's a price you have to pay to get there, isn't it? Yes, yes. it's a price. It's a sacrifice. Uh, and and it's, and it's not necessarily a bad thing to do. You know, right. it's, sometimes you got to really self I think that's one of the things I I was honest with myself as an athlete and I am as a coach. I self-evaluate myself quite a bit. You know, I'm I'm not going to look in the mirror at myself and feel like I'm a lot of myself saying, okay, you out here working hard, mister, but I know I'm sitting down chilling. You know, it's it's things that you got to look at yourself and be like, okay, you know what you have to do. There's no faking that person out. So once you realize that, then I think you're ready to take off. But, if you can't be honest with yourself and say, okay, I'm not working hard. I need to work harder. Then somebody else is going to come. That's in, in athletics. Somebody else is coming. You know, we recruit every year. So somebody else is going to come and opportunities. If you don't take advantage of them, somebody else will. Well, you know, one of the things I talk about on my team a good bit uh, with the cycling team is, you know, it's okay to feel hurt after you lose. You know, that's when that's when, you know, if you're hurt and you've put tremendous preparation into something and you lose and it and it and you've got that sense of loss, then, you know, you're going in the right direction because you made some sacrifices. If you don't feel bad after a loss, mm, you might not have worked hard enough in advance. Uh, and so we talk about that at length uh, and, and about how preparation, how important it is, not just physically, but also mentally, mentally and emotionally. Uh, and it because, just, you know, what goes along with that, Coach, is if it doesn't hurt you and it hurts your teammate, you can't be mad if your teammate is not the happiest after games. Right. You know what I'm saying? You just can't, you can't be mad at that teammate because they don't feel the same way or they feel different about losing because – I, I didn't like to lose as a player, and I don't like to lose as a, as a coach. And moral victories, it's, it's hard to take those, but I understand it. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. All right, so let's take all that experience and knowledge 
that you have of the game, what you've been through. If we look ahead, let's look ahead to the upcoming fall season for the women basketball. Let's let's talk about who do you have coming back, who's coming in as uh, new signees to help you turn things around after last season. How are things shaping up? Well, you know, uh, we had a successful time recruiting this year. You know, uh, as far as our returners go, I believe uh, Destiny Johnson, she was like third team all-conference. So, you know, she's probably going to be one of the players that I can lean on once again. And I had a group of freshmen that, you know, fought through some injuries and just learned the experience of the game that I believe were going to come back uh, ready for this season. And then my upperclassmen, you know, the, the class of sophomores that, that are now juniors, I believe they're going to come back with a, a different type of urgency now because when you look at it from your freshman year and you realize, okay, two years are gone and, you know, we didn't make the tournament this past season and I got two years left, oh, I got to get going now. So mm -hmm. hopefully their mentality is of that. And, you know, we, we, we have our little Zoom meetings and we chat with each other. And, you know, it, it, when you're building a program, and you know what it takes to be successful. And when your team goes home for the summer and you're kind of still concerned if they're really working like I know we should, even in these trying times right now, you know, that's the part that, that I'm wondering about. But, you know, the incoming freshmen, they're, I think they're going to be good. I had a recruit named uh, Morgan Gray out of Maryland. She's 6'2", so we finally got a little bit of size Ooh. to help us out. And, uh, another young lady from Canada, Stephanie Cousy, she's uh, about 5'11", and a little guard that can play both one and two, Josiah uh, Mickens out of Maryland. So, you know, I, I found myself around, me and Coach Hurst was around looking for some players that could help in what we lacked at last year with, with some rebounding and some toughness. So we can sure that up. I believe that this year is going to be successful. And, you know, like you say, we're still waiting to find out how we're going to do things, but, mm -hmm. you know, just like we know that preparation to get ready for that is something that I think all coaches are very concerned with, you know, as far as the rest of this summer goes. Yeah. But yeah, it's very excited about the upcoming season uh, and, and look forward to it. You know, as a coach, isn't it, isn't it fun to watch how you get this infusion of that freshman energy and excitement and you combine mm -hmm. that with those those elders, those juniors, and especially those seniors who know, uh-oh, it's about yeah. the dream is almost over. And boy, when that comes together, some magical things can happen. Yes, yes. That's what we're believing for here, that's for sure. All right. Well, one last thing. All right. Gotcha. This is mm -hmm. uh, on a personal note. Mm -hmm. All right. We're at summer break. Uh, and I'm curious, what are you, Coach Mr. Jennings, what are you most looking forward to doing this summer? Uh, do you have any special trips planned? Yeah, what's on the horizon for you? Uh, and how are you going to soak up the sunshine? Well, you know, Tim, I'm a uh, very chill man. I don't really. You know, I've been blessed to see a lot of the world through playing basketball, you know, uh, like playing overseas and just being in different cities and everything. So traveling is not something that I really care to do. I, okay. You know, I, I, I love just being able to spend time with my family and friends. Um, you know, my daughter just graduated from Lee's McRae College, so I'm excited to see her get on with her life. And, you know, as a dad, a father, and a coach, you know, you just want to, keep trying to see these people have success in their lives. And 
it's very simple. So I'm just going to be relaxing, uh, dribbling my little basketball out here on the road and little stuff like that. <laughs> Just to keep my skills ready and stuff like that, but you know, is I just want to see family and friends have success and you know really enjoy their lives. Well, Keith, really appreciate you being on Inside the Den today and and sharing your story and your background and your ideas. Uh, I I enjoy it just as a person and as a coach myself. I think there's a lot I can learn from you and not not to mention everybody else. But thank you for sharing all that. Coach, it's always a pleasure talking with you and look forward to seeing you when we all get back. And you're doing a great thing at Lee's McRae, so keep up the good work. I appreciate that, man. Thank you a lot. All right. Go Bobcats. Go Bobcats. To listen to this episode again or to find previous episodes, go to our website, lmcbobcats.com, or find us on SoundCloud by searching Lee's McRae Athletics. And as always, go Bobcats. Go Bobcats.